0: And all the different things that we do. Please follow me on Instagram, which is Terry underscore Blackburn underscore property. Or on YouTube, my page is Terry (laughs) Blackburn Property. Me, myself, I've been from Rags to Riches, had nothing. Now I've built multiple businesses turning over millions of pounds (laughs) of a multi-million pound portfolio of property up in the northeast of england i am by no means done yet so please get in touch if you love the show if you have any feedback for me i'd really appreciate that and i'm happy to help as many people as i possibly can that's what this show is all about so enjoy the episode take care have a fantastic day and don't just take notes take action hi and welcome to the rags to riches show with myself terry blackburn now today's guest is a really interesting guy actually just first got talking on linkedin he is an entrepreneur, he's a property investor, he owns multiple businesses, he's an author of a couple of books, he has a really creative way of acquiring properties, he's featured in the Sunday Times, Sky News, BBC, I think it's just a really interesting story that a lot of people will, um, will take something from, it's, it's quite different in the way he approaches quite a few different things, So I'm sure you'll enjoy that, um, so welcome to the show, Lawrence. How are you doing hey i'm doing great terry and you good yes i'm very good thank you i'm very good thank you for coming on today if you can if you're watching on youtube it's the first time i ever wore a hoodie and he's got a suit on so <laughs> apologies for that i don't normally wear a hoodie it's freezing where i am that's why so apologies <laughs> <laughs> i don't normally um, wear
1: suits. so if this is a... and I'm you've usually...
0: dressed up i have dressed down <laughs> 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 um but no th- thank you for coming on i appreciate your time today um So what we like to do, Lawrence, on the show is talk about your career and your life so far, and we'll extract as many lessons and learnings from your story as we can to hopefully motivate and inspire other people along the way. So um, the three parts of your life, if you partitioned it up into three, will be the start, as in just how you got into property, first of all. The middle part will be the exciting part, the the growth part, any career highlights and any key learnings and advice from that middle part of your career. And then the current is what your attention is on now, what you're looking at going forward and, and what your sort of attention is on um, at the moment. So um, could you first of all tell us a little bit about how you got into property, please, Lawrence?
1: Yeah, cool. So hi, everyone. My name is Lawrence Lamesh. Um, I'm an Amazon number one best-selling author uh, of a real estate book called how I bought three London properties for a football ticket. It's a true story, exactly how I did that 10 years ago. Um, and I don't believe that it's ever been done anywhere else in the world. And basically, um, just to give you a little bit more background about me, um, I come from a single parent family where my mother raised me. Um, and my mum and dad divorced when I was five years old. I never saw my father again. I failed school. Terry, I didn't get any qualifications. I could barely read and write, and I moved to London and slept in my car in 1998 because uh, oh. I didn't have any money or a job. You know, so, so
0: um, just so you jump in there. How, how old were you at this point?
1: I was 20. I just turned 20.
0: And you moved? You moved from where to
1: London? I moved from East Anglia.
0: Oh, that's right, yes, okay.
1: Wow. Um, because I thought the streets of London are paved with gold. And I moved here, even though I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money to pay the rent. And I thought, let me sleep in my car because I've got that. And it was in the winter. It was very, very cold. And I even had police come and knock on my door and say, Excuse me. So, what are you doing? I'm trying to sleep, officer. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a wow. problem? Step out. Have you been drinking? No, I don't drink. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to sleep or don't you have anywhere to sleep or don't you have a home no I, this is my home until I can find somewhere so um back then I would use to kind of get I think the, the loot newspaper and just go to payphone boxes and call to get job interviews before my money ran out <laughs> so I could have learned how to do it really quickly didn't have a mobile phone and that's basically how I got started um kind of in London and just got part-time jobs and and then I used to get sacked quite a lot I was not not any good and uh, (laughs) so they would just get rid of me and you know I just wasn't very good I think as an employee and um I thought what can I do for fun so um I thought let me be a tour guide on the open top buses let me overcome my greatest fear which is public speaking let mm. me have the confidence to to go up and, and speak to people from all over the world and show them the greatest city in the world, which is London, in my opinion. <laughs> and it was so exciting every single day going past all the different monuments and the sites of London Buckingham Palace and Westminster Abbey and the Tower of London. And I would be so excited, so enthusiastic about the tour. It was just magical every single day to see the, the look on people's faces. Wow. You know, and to think this may be the only time in London. Let me give them the greatest tour of their life and um, I kind of then thought well do I want to be a tour guide for the rest of my life you know earning really peanuts and and nothing and how can I get on the property ladder in London when the properties are so expensive and they're multi-million pound properties (laughs) how can I do that and so I kind of started to visualize and I started to kind of think to myself you know I want to meet someone on my tour who will give me a job to live and work in America so every day that I went to work I kind of started visualizing that, but I'd meet someone that would give me a job to live and work in America. And all the other tour guides, Terry, they thought I was crazy. They was like, oh, Lawrence, I've been working here 10, 20 years. That's never happened to me. And I'm thinking, yeah, but that's you. That's not me. I'm going to manifest and attract that into my life. And on a cold February morning um, in 2001, I met a guy who was from Florida and he, within five minutes, offered me a job to live and work in Florida. And to travel up and down in America. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and then I kind of like came back to London and thought to myself, what can I um, find in America? Because I see America as the land of opportunity. We see so many great movies where we think, wow, this is awesome. So I thought of an idea to kind of bring back into London um, in the nightclub industry. And that's what I started as my first business. I don't go to the nightclubs. I don't drink, smoke. <laughs> I don't even if, like Have you if never
0: drunk? Because that never been you?
1: No. no. Never drunk. That's I don't it. even like listening to the music there because I love the Beatles, Michael Jackson <laughs> the 80s, 60s, 70s, and they don't play that in London nightclubs. <laughs> so, But it was just a business that I had, and yeah. that's kind of how I started. And I guess property, I got into it ever since I was a little child. I used to love playing Monopoly. You know, love, I'd always win. Yeah, no me one too. To play, you know, no one wanted to play. <laughs> so it was just such an exciting game and seeing the streets of London and thinking, wow, maybe just maybe one day I could own you know some properties here. And that's kind of how I got started.
0: Oh, so so yeah, so I mean it's a brave move to to first of all go to London buy yourself with no money living in a car. That tells us a lot about your character. And I, I think a lot of that the other people that I know and I've interviewed so far, like they do seem to have this risk-taking ability. entrepreneurs do have this little risk-taking side to them, do they? don't that um which i think you clearly got by making a bold move like that so so how did it then go you mentioned the name of your book um how you bought three properties for a football ticket is that, yeah. is that, is that right um so how did could you explain that obviously i know there's a whole book about it but a short version of how you acquired three properties for a football ticket could you explain that because i think that's quite interesting
1: absolutely yeah absolutely so basically i bought my first property in central london in 2004 with a mortgage, with a deposit. It took me four years to save up for another investment property near to Kings Cross Station um, with a mortgage, with a deposit in 2008. And then the recession happened. And then I couldn't get another mortgage. I didn't have any other more deposit money to use. um, And I had bad credit. And I thought, you know, and then that property that I kind of bought, it went up in value by £110,000 in three months because I refurbished it with a builder and put a new kitchen, new bathroom in. Even my own mother went to the property and she made me feel like, you know, the... Pantomime, um, Jack in the Beans talk. She made me feel like Jack, who went to the market to buy three beans. <laughs> she was like, What have you done with your money? you wasted it. I can't believe you bought this place. This is terrible. I, it's so disgusting. I can't even use the toilet. I'm gonna, eat. my mother wanted to use a public toilet in London than the, the property toilet. That's how bad it was. Bad it was Jesus. But then when she saw it, when it was transformed, she said, oh, you know, now I can see why you you did that. And sorry, you know, and wow, you had vision that maybe I didn't. And can you teach me how to do this? (laughs) So um, basically, when I ran out of money, the recession happened. That went up by so much in three months. And I thought, you know what? I shouldn't be limited um, to thinking um, that I need to go to the bank. Uh, to get on the property lab. I'm sure there's a better way of doing it. So I started researching um, no money down deals. I started to read books from America. This was mostly taught in America, um, finding mentors that could teach me how to do this, but in England. And this was back in, you know, as I said, 2008, 2009, 2010, I started learning about it. But when I first heard about this theory, I thought it sounds too good to be true. How can you possibly buy a property for a pound or a dollar without a mortgage or a deposit? I mean, oh, come on. You know I've heard a lot of things, but it just doesn't sound real, so I ignored it I didn't listen. but the more I started to research about it, the more I started to learn, I thought, you know what? um I think this is the real deal. this is a game changer. so if you're a tenant and you're listening and you're sick and tired of paying landlords money <laughs> rent money, which which was me many years ago, and you're not building your own wealth, and it's never going to be your own property, and every year they're probably going to increase the rent. Um, it's really painful. But there is a way for you um, on how to kind of get on the property ladder doing no money down deals. So basically, I came across this deal. Um, I thought he had one property. So I, I would just kind of call different property owners and practice. And, and I'm actually quite a shy guy. And I had to kind of almost get out my own way to make the call. I was too scared to make the telephone calls to property owners when I started to begin. And I I thought, oh, I don't wanna make a mistake. I don't really know what I'm gonna say. You know, I'm just learning this myself. So I don't really wanna mess it up in London. So what I started to do was to call other parts of England like Manchester and Liverpool and Birmingham and and different areas where then I didn't have the fear. It's okay if they said no to me because I wasn't really interested in buying in those locations. I just wanted to buy London. And after a while, people started to say yes to me. (laughs) So then I started to work in London um, on getting these deals. And so basically, I talked to this guy one time and said, look, um, see your property advertised for sale. Yeah. Is it still available? Yeah. Could you tell me a bit more about it, please? So I would have a script I would use and he would kind of tell me about the property. He said, oh, I've, I've actually got three um, that are available. And I said, OK, and how much do you want for them? So he gave me a price at the time. He wanted um, one hundred and ninety thousand pounds for um one bed flat so two one bed flats but when I did some research I figured out they're only really worth about 150,000 mm. so he wanted 40,000 pounds more than what they're truly worth he ha- also had a two-bedroom flat um, that he wanted 230,000 pounds but at the time in 2011 it was only worth um around 200,000 pounds so I said this to him, I said, you do realise you want way over and above what your properties are worth. Why is that? And he said, oh, well, they're in negative equity. Um, and I said, how long have you tried to sell them? For a year. And I said, if you had any luck, well, no, people keep making me low offers and that's what I want. So I'm looking for a cash rich investor to buy them. And I said that you do realise that a cash rich investor will want a discount. They're not going to yeah. want to sell yeah. or, or buy, I should say. They're not going to want to. Above wanna sell. market value, yeah. yeah. Above market. Yeah, hey, I'm cash rich. Let me pay you more than what you want. No one's going to do that. And he said, oh, no, that's, the, that's been the problem. And I said, however, I know one person that can pay you that and give you that. And he's like, wow, who, c- can you give me their number? And I said, I can. I can pay you exactly what you want. The trouble is I can't give you the money right now because I need to wait for the market to go up. But what I can do in the meantime is I can babysit your mortgage payments every single month without fail. So the tenant will pay me the rent money and I'll use that rent money to pay your mortgage. If the boiler breaks down, if the tenant doesn't pay, if anything needs doing to the properties, that's my problem and I'll pay for that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "Mm, yeah, well, I kind of want to just sell them. So he said, no so I called him back the next month how are you getting on yeah well no, no real office then I called him the third month how are you getting on mm, yeah nothing yet Lawrence but mm, I'm still waiting anyway this went on for six months on the sixth month I called him and said hey how you doing like anything you know we chat how was your weekend and he's like oh, it's terrible and when someone says that to you I'm kind of like thinking do I want to ask him why <laughs> so I thought something major happened maybe with his family and, and I said oh I'm so sorry to hear that what happened and he said oh Arsenal lost and I said oh no that is terrible and, and I said are you a big fan and he said yeah I am you a big fan and, and that was the time that they kind of recently moved into the Emirates Stadium back then and I said have you been to the Emirates no no I went to see them at Highbury play and oh my dream is to see them play again I'd love to see them play and I said you know what I have a season ticket sitting next to the director's box at arsenal if you want and we agree this deal as i said i'll give you the full asking price that you want today it's just i can't pay you until 15 years time so i agree 15 15 years i said i will pay you all that money in 15 years time in the meantime i'll just babysit your mortgage payments the tenant will pay me i'll use that rent money to pay your mortgage and if they don't pay that's my problem and you can just walk away um, and, and I said, why, why also do you want to do this? And he said, well, Lawrence, I was a single guy when I bought them. Now I'm married. I've got three kids. I just don't want to be a landlord anymore. I don't want to be a property. I'm tired of properties. I, I just don't want it. I don't need the hassle in my life. Mm-hmm. So um, I said, if you want, I'll give you a ticket to the game of your choice. And he's like, that's fantastic. Where do I sign? And so that's how I bought three London properties for a proper yes. ticket.
0: I've never heard of lease options and things like that before and exchange with delayed completion and all this type of stuff. I've never heard 15 years. I've heard three to five years they'll agree a price in the future, but not 15. Um, Fair play. Fair play.
1: Yeah, I mean, at first, maybe he didn't want to go for it because a lot of people think is too far in advance in the future they can't almost imagine okay i'm going to be 15 years old and, and so yeah a lot of people do do it i've heard that for three to five years i yeah. tend to do my lease option deals in london for 10 to 15 years and, and that's what i've done for many years now
0: yeah and do you do you still do lease options now do you regularly do these type of deals
1: yeah, yeah i do and I'm, I'm helping people as well do that, it's so exciting. Um, and then because of the success of my book, it's an Amazon bestseller. it's won eight awards around the world. I'm very proud of that. Um, people have reached out to me over the last five years, Terry, and said, look, this works for you in England, but can I do this in my country? So I'm now helping students in America, in Canada, in Mexico, Mauritius, Bali, Malaysia, Australia, the UK, wow. and just a few, and it's working for them. And it's just so amazing. And one of my students earlier on this year called Karen, um she just read the book December last year she contacted me and said please 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 can you help me I'm an unemployed actor living at home with my parents in Ireland no on benefits and I used to rent all my life in London I'm in my 30s and I just don't want to rent anymore your book is so inspiring um but can you please help me buy my own property in London as you've done for yourself and I said sure Karen and so what I took is that Um, because of the pandemic and everyone's kind of forced to be at home and can't go into work and you can't go out and meet people and so you're learning online now so i wanted to create something that i don't believe has ever been done before where just like we're on zoom now right we're on the video call so this is what i did i chose four students and i spent one hour a week with them for 12 weeks and i literally coached them live in real time on how to find deals in their area so I helped Karen find her dream home in the first week. She found it in London, an eight hundred and twenty-five thousand pound one-bedroom apartment in Notting Hill, and she moved in there in June this year. And we recorded it live, every step of the way.
0: Fair play, fair play. And she bought on a lease option. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fair. So, so just out of curiosity, because I mean, I must admit, I've never done a lease option. All mine have, I've purchased. So the standards, conventional way, 25% deposit, rest mortgage from the bank. Um, Support of somebody actually that a couple of episodes ago, it's coming out soon, there's a lot of lease options similar to yourself. Um, but what it made us think, what other types of people and what other types of scenarios with this work? And so I get that one. He'd been, he was sick of being a landlord, right? He got his wife and kids, I think you mentioned. He just had enough of it oilers breaking, maintenance tenant issues and all that what are the types of scenarios is the probates divorces what 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 else is there what else
1: should you look out for if you what if
0: you looking to do this
1: yeah so um it's all about the person you're absolutely right it's, it's got nothing to do with the property it's all about the person's situation their situation yeah yeah so another deal that i did is um, another property in central london basically this guy contacted me and he was in 2000 pounds arrears to a secured loan. His mortgage was up to date, but he had a secured loan of 25,000 pounds on this property. He was owing them about 2,000 pounds. And so they were gonna repossess it next month. Um, So I basically paid off for 2,000 pounds and again, babysit his mortgage payments and took it on a 15 year lease option. Um, Because he was just happy just to move on with his life. And he said at the time, um, I want kind of 50,000 pounds kind of profit. Um, So we did the deal. It was pretty much um, 250,000 pound property. And this was in 2013, that I did this deal. And that was what it was worth. He just had a secured loan on it. And so you kind of want to look for people that may be in financial difficulties. uh, Maybe they're behind on their mortgage payments. I've also helped people who have had bad tenants. Their tenants have not paid them. Um, And so they don't know how to maybe take them to court. Um, so so I have actually paid the person's mortgage I uh, took the tenant to court on their behalf and sometimes it takes six to eight months to get them out and so rather than lose their property the bank kind of repossesses sells it even cheaper I'm giving them the price that they're happy with making a win-win deal um, yeah maybe they're moving abroad I spoke to a lady um, in Greenwich and she was moving to America with her husband her family so she said I've got three properties and I just don't want the hassle of dealing with them anymore and so i said why don't you deal with an estate agent oh i don't like them okay how are you going to sell well i I want to sell it to someone private like you (laughs) and how have you been getting on Oh, they they give me really low offers um well that's a good thing why people like working with me because you can give them the full asking price you can offer them um a little bit more than what their properties were and and not everyone will take it because if someone just wants to sell their property to buy another property what i do is not going to work Um, if they need money, another lady I spoke to had a property in North London. She said, I said, what's the main reason that you're selling your property? And she said, well, I need twenty thousand pounds for my business. I urgently need to raise that money. And I worked it out. She was earning that in a year. And I said to her, why don't you just wait a year? You don't understand Lawrence. I need the money now. And I said, well, what if I could give you the 20,000 pounds, um, all the profit then comes to me. Um, would you be happy with that? She said, yeah, sure. That's great. That's what I need. I need it now. Um, another person lost her job, this lady I talked to. And um, I basically said to her, look, as an investor, um, a cash rich investor will want a discount on your property. Her property is worth 400,000 pounds. And I said, you know, most of the time, a lot of cash rich investors will want a 25% discount, 20, 15%, it depends on you know who they are and what they're looking for. But that means that um, I can only make you an offer of 300,000 pounds. And I said to her, I don't think that's very fair because you're going to lose £100,000. Um, however, I could give you the full asking price, but you'll need to wait. But because you've lost your job, my advice to you would be to sell it through an estate agent get the full asking price and you can sell it now. And she said, you don't understand, Lawrence. Um, that doesn't work for me. And I couldn't understand that. And I said, but, but why not? Because the estate agent only earns their money on a commission basis once the property sells. sold. Seal, yeah, yeah you don't have to pay them anything up front now she said i have no money i don't have any food in my fridge i've got nothing at all um but i don't have a mortgage on this property of four hundred thousand pounds i said well just speak to a few estate agents and she said but i can't afford a lawyer i can't afford to pay a solicitor 500 pounds mm. and i said do you have any friends or family that maybe could help um help you or neighbors no don't know anyone and I said, how about speaking to an estate agent and just explaining that to them? And even if you pay them an extra 1% commission or something, um, I'm sure they would maybe consider that. Oh, yeah, I've tried that. Don't do that. So I ended up offering her kind of that money um, to basically just kind of fund her legal fees. And I said to her, like, "Um, you know, obviously I'm an investor. What do you think would be fair to pay me back? I honestly thought she'd say double. You know what she said? She said, oh, um, I mean, I, I can't believe it. She was almost in tears. And she said... Um, would you be okay if I gave you 20,000 pounds? And I said, not, not really. Oh, I'm sorry. How about 30,000? I said, "No." said, no, I said, I think it's too much. I thought you would say double I'm not greedy. Um, but don't you have anyone else to help? No, no, but that's absolutely fine. So you can make deals happen, even if it's not a lease option. You know, I do rent to rents as well. Um, and, and it's amazing. I, I haven't heard anyone else teach this, but I'm able on some of the rent to rents um, negotiate with the property owner uh, to not guarantee any rent. So I'm able to do
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. I think just, just going back a step, I think um, what I'm getting from what you said there is it, it's not just about the price for these lease options is it. It's about finding something that the, the owner, the current owner, needs outside of just the price, isn't it? And like you said, if for the this isn't going to work, if someone needs to sell that property to buy the next one, the home movers, that's not going to work. It's mm-hmm. it's all of the other quirky situations and there'll be countless, isn't there? Because everyone's situation is different. It's finding something that they need. And maybe it's money straight away, whether, whether it's getting rid of hassle or stress or just taking something off the plate or mm-hmm. um Yeah, I think it's a really, it's just a different way of looking at it and I think so many people, me included for, probably when I spoke to this guy most recently it made us think a bit different and you're reiterating the same point. Just look at the different strategies when you're there and don't, it's not, it doesn't have to always be conventional, right? It can be something completely off the wall and different but it's a numbers game as well, the more people you speak to. Like you mentioned, you spoke to people in different areas in the country to get the one in London where you wanted. Mm -hmm. Practice makes perfect but it also makes permanent yeah. practice makes permanent because you'll get it nailed you'll get it spot on if you do enough of it um i think that, that's really interesting um t- tell us about the rent rent. what were you gonna suggest there? So you did a rent to rent without guaranteeing the rent how, how does that work
1: yeah so basically um i i was recommended to this property in covent garden it was a three-bedroom penthouse for three and a half thousand pounds a month um mm-hmm. basically the landlord said look um. am I've been renting out for many, many years now, but you don't have to kind of pay me any guaranteed rent. Um, And so there's ways to do that. I also kind of um, found a property in Westminster and that was one and a half thousand pounds a month rent, beautiful two bedroom apartment in a council block. And again, the lady kind of met all the different um, well-established letting agents and offered it to me without guaranteeing any rent each month. So if I can't rent it out, I, I won't pay her. But we kind of like did a profit share, but I kind of like teach more about that. And, and how to secure that so that's a really great way of not kind of um having to guarantee the rent money every single month if you have a large portfolio
0: okay so it's some sort of jv with the onus profit share type thing but you're coaching and guiding here on whether you are are whether you're se it or whatever it may
1: be to exactly. get the uplift yeah okay yeah, so i i would actually you're correct um rent it out as serviced accommodation I would advertise it, put it on Airbnb, Booking.com, all the different portals. I would have a cleaner professionally clean it. I take all the photographs, check in the guests, look after the guest emails. So I take care of all of that. But you've got a property here that I could potentially double or triple your rental income every single month um, if you take a little risk. Um, and if it doesn't work, we'll stop it, or I could guarantee the rent.
0: And they couldn't do that without you. Then that's what a lot of people miss here is you know, if you know what you're doing with property, most people, Mr. Joe Average and Mr. Public, they don't because mm-hmm. they haven't educated themselves, read done courses or whatever. If you're going with the right strategy and position it properly, you know, these people will do it. And so I think part of the, the problem is when you've educated yourself on property, you mm-hmm. think, well, why would someone not just do it themselves? Why would someone let me do it yeah. for them? Yeah. But if they
1: don't know, that's why they'll do it. Because yeah. you have the knowledge and they don't. That's... You're absolutely right, because you don't know what you don't know is so true. Um, and I've been doing service accommodation since 2009 in London. Um, it was like a you know, trendy thing or anyone else really was, was much doing it. Um, so I'm able to kind of like get high occupancy rates, um, not just rent just to tourists, but even in the pandemic, um, when all the letting agents kind of closed and I actually wanted to rent a property, I was just too busy. I just wanted it kind of rented with a letting agent, which I've never really done before. They all closed, sorry, we, we can't help you. It's all closed. Um, t- tenants can't go out and view properties. It's against the law. Yeah. So, but Within four days, I rented a property without even showing it. Um, so I even recorded that live, how I did that um, in another kind of online training that I do called Rental Secrets. Um, but one of my secrets, a lot of people say, but, but how do you get these deals? How are you able to kind of convince these people? Um, so what, one of my biggest tips would be is that I always, before every single call that I make, I imagine that I'm just about to talk to my mother or grandmother. So if you can kind of visualize or think that every person that you're speaking to, you're speaking to your mother or grandmother, because I think to myself, if my mother or grandmother were in that position where they needed to desperately sell their property, I would hope that they would meet someone like me. So maybe that makes me want to care for them a lot more. And when I've done deals with with a lot of people, I always ask them, can I just ask you, what was it about? me that you wanted to work with or wanted to do this deal because i know you're speaking to other investors and they said yeah because we felt with you lawrence that you genuinely cared about me you didn't want to make a quick buck you didn't want to take advantage of me you were helping me in the best possible way and another person earlier on this year i spoke to um a retired couple now who have a property in north london that they were selling and I basically said how I work. And I said, oh, I don't understand that. I'm quite traditional. I, we, we just want to sell it <laughs> and not wait for a few years to do this. And I said, how long has it been on the market? And he said, six months. And I said, why don't you think it's sold? And he said, well, it's quite old fashioned. We bought it 30 years ago <laughs> and um, it's got an old carpet. It hasn't been painted or decorated for like 10 years. And it's got like avocado this and that, and <laughs> just the colors are not um, maybe as up-to-date as they were fashionable back then in the seventies or whenever it was. Yeah. And and I said, well, how much would it be just to paint it and put a new carpet? And he said, oh, I don't know, maybe one thousand, two thousand pounds. And I said, okay. And how much do you think the property will go up in value? And he said, probably £25,000. And I said, why, why would you not want to do that? He said, Lawrence, I'm an old man. When you get to my age, you, you, you just can't be bothered. Me and my well, wife. The
0: hassle and stress. Today. Yeah, you're I right. The
1: hassle, the stress. There's a tenant in and, and we, just, we just rather sell it. And I said, how about if I um, paid one or £2,000 at my pocket and got it decorated and, and new carpet. And could I get that uplifting value, 25,000? You could still sell it with an estate agent. And he's like, wow, I've spoken to eight other investors. No one said that. Yes, yeah, we would be very interested. Would you like to come around and meet me? And actually, now talking to you, um, I don't mind if you buy it in two or three years time if you wanted to. Um, hmm. So it's just, and, and he, he, he said at the end, you feel like almost a friend than some you know cash rich investor <laughs> in a suit yeah
0: yeah i mean I, I think what i'm what i'm taking from what you said there is you do come you you come across i'm, I'm looking at you, know, you you're softly spoken i think you come across as trustworthy um and you know people do judge you people do judge you on the way that you look the way that you speak and your body language right and And when you go into these houses and speaking to these people, I think they will pick that up from you. You know, you come across like you've got integrity, morals, you do the right thing. And unfortunately, there's a lot of investors who are probably the polar opposite of that, who just come across very, very differently to that. All about money. They'll try and squeeze people. They'll try and, you know, screw people over just to get to make a few quid. I think that says a lot, you know, I, I'm in sales. My main business is sales. I've got nearly, we've got over a hundred self-employed sales staff across the businesses. And I teach my staff a, a lot on this. It's, it's a people buy people, mm-hmm. 1 million percent. And if you conduct yourself with your body language, your tone of voice, the way you dress, the way you act and the way you speak, if they like you, they'll, they'll, they'll buy. If, even if another investor give them a better deal than what you you're proposing, you know, they might come to you, they probably will come to you. Over someone else because they're like you, as in Lawrence, as you in the purse, isn't it? It's yeah, you're
1: right. Absolutely, it, it comes down to
0: that. P- people are by people, and, and that's mm. you can clearly do that. You do come across as really, really trustworthy and transparent, and um, and I think that 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 comes just from speaking to you. you know you can you can tell that. Um, Thank you. But yes, yeah, so, so just just go, going back a step. So I know we we could go on a loads, and you've clearly got loads of stories to tell. But we're just conscious of time. I want to try and extract a couple of gems. So, give us what maybe one more sort of career highlight in that middle part. We talked about the start, how you got into it. We've talked about some creative deals already. Um, before we go on to some other questions, what about um, what about some career highlights? You've been in property a while. So mm-hmm. when was when was your first one? Just to confirm, two thousand one, two thousand four, two thousand four was your first purchase. Um, is there been any big purchases, or do you just do your vanilla stuff in in volume, or do you do bigger stuff, developments, conversions, h What what else is it that you do?
1: Yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur now for nineteen years, been my own boss, um, property mentor, um, investor as well. Um, so I kind of started off by buying kind of buy to let the traditional way. Um, then started to get it into lease options which is a no money down deals um agreeing a price kind of today but paying them in the future without a mortgage deposit just babysitting um their payments and then i started to scale up um by doing more deals which were kind of like more rent to rent because i could go and rent out a property and advertise it as service accommodation um so i would just again approach landlords just be totally transparent with them and say look um I really like your property, but just to let you know, it's not for me. Um, I will be the tenant and rent it from you, but would you allow me just to sublet it out? And I'll rent it on Airbnb, um, a service accommodation. Um, And it it doesn't matter if it's empty or full, I will still pay you the rent that you want every month. Um, The good thing why most landlords like working with me is because um, I'm not actually a tenant. So if I lose my job, you're not going to get paid your rent. Um, Mm. But with me, it's a company let. So you're always going to get paid, We professionally, clean your property, and just give them the benefits of it. So that's kind of like a highlight for me going into that area, um, learning about serviced accommodation, because I was able to, um, for example, property bought in Kings Cross, the traditional way, um, it would at the time have rented for about a thousand pounds a month, just to a normal tenant. But I was averaging about 3000 pounds a month on, on that one property. The mortgage was only 500 pounds, just simply renting it out to tourists. To, to um, people coming to London, you know, for a few months, contractors as well, business people that didn't want to sign a six-month lease.
0: Yeah, there's
1: definitely a market for that. I've
0: just recently entered that space last year, and um, and yeah, it, it surprised me. Yeah, the amount of profit you make on an SA compared to about a letters four or five times it can't be. It's it's quite a big difference. So just on the rent to rent SA stuff then, what does that portfolio look like? Have you been doing that in volume for quite a few years?
1: Yeah, so I really kind of started in um, 2009, kind of with the first one that I turned as a former tour guide. I kind of thought you know what, this is close to Cross King, station, it's close to Oxford Street, you can get a bus there to London Zoo and Camden, um, so let me just try it out for three months, I thought if it doesn't work I'll just rent it the normal way, I didn't know what I was doing, I advertised different places, even Gumtree and Airbnb, booking.com and just gave it a go and then slowly by surely kind of kept increasing my price, £50 a night to £75 a night, £100 a night, up and up and up, so yeah I have a large portfolio kind of of that, I think other career highlights for me is for 23 years, I've, um, as a hobby, been going to sporting events. Um, So I love going to kind of sort out concerts, sporting events, but I always get a face value ticket um, or a ticket for less money and sometimes for free. And it's so amazing, it's so magical. Um, Even for the Olympics in London in 2012, a guy gave me a 725 pound ticket for free to see Usain Bolt win his second gold medal. No fair, that's the greatest event I ever saw. So how did you do that then? So I actually created like an online system. It's called Tickets on Demand. And basically um, it shows you step by step what you need to do um, to get these tickets to protect you, never getting scammed um, because you have to be careful online and in person of buying a fake ticket. I teach you how to kind of prevent um, obviously getting scammed um where to kind of like look for these tickets how to get them actually on the day of the event uh, um so that's kind of like what i've done even you see me make videos with getting to les miserables for a box of chocolates even with the book i, even, like, I went to shepherd's bush um M, uh, bush i think apollo um to queen extravaganza concert and i thought let me film today with a book and so i got a free ticket for this book just getting in filmed Definitely. live yeah it's Definitely unbelievable and so anyone can do it and my greatest moment was helping a father and a son go to see Arsenal against Man United at the Emirates Stadium little boy eight years old Tom always remember him and his father JB and basically I went up to them and said are you looking for tickets I could see that they were totally sold out this is the first of January 2020 and I said can I just teach you and show you how you can get two face value tickets they didn't believe me (laughs) <laughs> but they trusted enough um, and I said just let's try it out you know I know I can help you and they got two tickets for 45 pounds each Tom Tom did it himself the eight-year-old little boy so if he can do it anyone can and we filmed it live it's amazing
0: so you're clearly passionate about teaching yeah. uh, people your your methods of things I think is that is that fair yeah,
1: absolutely yeah my my father was a teacher so I think I could... all
0: right okay I was at the back
1: the connection oh that's good
0: okay um so what about currently then? So, so where are you at right now and what is your what is your attention on? Are you, is it still on property, by the way? Are you still yeah.
1: actively in property? Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, so I've created this online training called zerotopropertyhero.com. Um, and that's where I took four students like Karen and Dawn, um, Barbara and Richard, and I trained them on Zoom for 12 weeks, one hour a week, um, and showing people in real time, them succeeding. So Dawn is a lady in her 40s. She's a single mum in London. And she was going through chemotherapy at the time. And she said, look, I have a son who's in his 20s and I don't have any assets to leave him. Um, I always want to have my own property. I'm tired of paying rent to a landlord. So Within 12 weeks, she found a two bedroom flat in East London worth £270,000. And that makes a £900 profit every single month. It's absolutely incredible. And she found that kind of on the training and how I helped her. And um, so that's what I'm kind of on a passion uh, and a mission right now to help, um, you know, many people quit their jobs in six months and scale and start a property business to six figures, doing no money down deals, lease option deals, service accommodation, rent to rents, and just teaching them in their area in the UK and worldwide. Okay.
0: Sounds good. What else are you looking at at the moment? Cause I know you've got a few different businesses. So you've got, you do books, you've got your portfolio, you coaching, mentoring people um what else is it that you do out of interest
1: yeah so i'm actually a really shy guy (laughs) i'm an introvert by nature i prefer my own company i'm probably a bit of a loner um don't even like the sound of my own voice so i keep (laughs) (laughs) and so for many years i have always been scared of networking i find it so difficult to go up to a stranger and just talk you know when we're talking like this no problem on the phone no problem in person when i'm no problem but it's just finding that courage to go up to a stranger. And I don't know if it's the rejection. And even though we're at networking events and no one's really likely to <laughs> reject you, I don't know, it's a mental thing perhaps. And so for many years, I used to go to all these different conferences, business events, networking events, and I would come home with no business cards. And I think, what a waste. There's a hundred people, or thousands of people and I could have met so many wonderful, interesting people. And the only business cards I collected, is someone comes up to me or we sit next to each other, oh, hello, what do you do? You <laughs> exchange business cards. Mm-hmm. So um, I created the ultimate business card, I feel, which is a million dollar business card. Um, and no one ever throws this away. This is incredible. So if you're watching this on YouTube, watch this because I'm actually showing it to the screen. Isn't that incredible, Terry? Have you seen anything quite like that? was
0: what, what it? A million, a million, what is it, sorry? A
1: million, a million dollars. This is my business card. yeah. Can you imagine? That's, it, that? that's the actual business card. Yeah, that's my business card. All my is contact it, information is on the back.
0: Is is it is, is it the same like weight as a card, or is it more as, a, yeah. as an actual
1: note? Yeah, it's it's, it's the same. note, yeah. It's a kind of a dollar bill, and so when people get that, they I've never felt so much love in all my life. People hug me, they kiss me. Um, they're like, they're like, can I get another one, please? <laughs> my mother, my father, my son, my, daughter, my husband, my wife. Can I get another one? And, and I have people that have kept it in their wallets. Um, it's, mm. it's amazing. So create the ultimate business card. Um, and I have figured out a way. Every time I came back from these networking events, I kind of kept asking myself, how can I network without talking to anyone? Um, so I've discovered and created like a, an online training called Networking Secrets um, where I show people in real time that i go to these events i stand in a corner of the room and can you imagine the whole audience comes up to me and i don't say a word it's what i do and anyone can do it and it works so well terry that um at least three of the event organizers on camera have asked me to leave because all the audience is giving me their business cards and they're like sorry so what are you doing said i'm just networking you're telling us on stage your network is your net worth and that's what I'm doing. I'm an action taker. Well, well, you're doing it too well, so you can't do that here. Why not? Do you not believe in what you teach on stage? I'm, I'm no harm to you. I'm not a salesman. I, I, I have nothing to sell, but I'm shy. I don't like...
0: Who, who threw you out? Which networking event is it, or do you not want to see it? I don't think I
1: can. <laughs> <laughs> But they're very, very well known. They're very well known, and they, they teach a lot, education, 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 you know, and, and they preach that. Your network is your net worth yet yeah, they don't like me networking that way it's strange um but people around me say oh i leave him alone he's not doing any harm this is an amazing idea Well, i'm going to do it next time um so it's just really thinking outside the box always asking yourself i'm a problem solver i guess in life so i, I kind of come up you know with different challenges and, and overcome them how can i overcome them
0: that's that's what i'm really picking up from you yeah. picking up from you and just speaking to you i think you just think a little bit differently to 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 a lot of people maybe and and you you maybe challenge you go against the grain you go against the conventional methods and a lot of things that you do not just in property but you mentioned the networking the creative strategies moving to london even you do you do things against maybe's have you always been a little bit like that throughout your life have you went sort of against what other people have said or have said that you should do
1: have you always yeah. sort of went against people or authority I I think so cuz Growing up, just seeing my mum have no money, having many, many different jobs, you know. Um, my grandmother in the 1980s, you know, all her life she couldn't afford a washing machine. She washed her clothes in the sink. Um, she never went on any holidays. My grandmother never even owned a television. She rented a television because she couldn't afford it. And I saw this kind of old lady as a pensioner who, who went through the Second World War who, who then had nothing to show for her life. And I thought it's just not fair you know and how come some people are rich and some people are not and so I was always determined to kind of maybe find the right mentor read the right books get the right education because life is short um and I want to achieve so much um, and but how do you do that and and how do you not get stuck in that job um, so I, I've never felt comfortable kind of in work I never really wanted to get comfortable one of the first jobs I ever had kind of was working in a bank in in London um, and was speaking to a guy who was in his 50s I was just in my early 20s at the time and and he said oh don't don't be like me Lawrence um this is only meant to be a summer job I've been here for 30 years and I, I never <laughs> had to go home at night and I, I haven't even married I haven't found anyone I haven't had family because all my life I've dedicated to my work and I thought it's quite sad you know.
0: Mm. No it is sad yeah I agree with that and without getting too deep like there's there's so many people who are just in that rat race and they're stuck, and they just think they can't get out. They think they can't buy property. You've just mentioned some ways that you can without any capital. You know, they think they can't ever change. They think they just—it's almost as like just going through the motions until the end that we all are going to face, which is death. Like ultimately, we're all going to die. As horrible as that sounds, but so yeah, I know that's a very deep, deep uh, thing to say, but but it's right, isn't it? And it's this, this, it is sad, like you say. So many people are stuck in this. Room, so people are listening, watching. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter what you've done previously. You can, you can turn it around, and it's not too late either,
1: for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Like one of one of my recent um, members, one of my recent students. She's so inspirational. She's a lady in her seventies, Sarah. Seventies. Wow. And she is so inspirational. Um, and she has gone through so much in life, and and basically said, look you know, even though I should have been retired, I'm still working and and I I want to retire. I don't want to keep working. She's got two jobs. And she said, could you just please help me? Could you help teach me? I want someone like you that can hold my hand and help guide me of how I can do these property deals. I'm too scared to do it by myself. I don't know, I've gone on different courses. um. So I'm helping her. She'll be a big, big success. So watch the space for her.
0: Fair play, 70 years old, fair play, fair play, man. Um. Cool. Well, thank you for that. Um, so um, I, will talk, I wanted to ask specifically around the lease options, but I think we've covered that. To be fair, I think you've covered sort of how to do it, what to say, and the types of people that you would that this type of deal would work for. I think that's great. we have covered the network. And what is your um, what's your preferred strategy right now? So just before that, actually, is it only London you invest in, or do you invest elsewhere in the country?
1: Yeah, me personally, I do. I, I have invested in other places. Um, I'm okay. also talking to a guy at the moment, one of my students in Bali. And he's Bali, well, right. 20, he's found, thanks to kind of like what I've taught him, he's found 20 villas in Bali and they're no money down. So so we're talking to the owner who before the pandemic, he was earning four and a half thousand pounds profit, pounds profit per month <laughs> from these. The pandemic's really kind of hit him um and he basically just doesn't want these properties so it's just how you talk to people so we're doing a joint venture there um but but yeah if the deal is right then then i'm quite open
0: anywhere so so that was just leading on to what is your preferred strategy and what would you advise other people am i getting it's more sa stuff the service accommodation is, is that kind of your preferred strategy and what you would advise others
1: to do or no, my preferred strategy is is um, doing the creative financing. So the no money down property deals. Option stuff, yeah. Okay. With those no money down property deals, you're building wealth. So you actually control a property that you don't currently own, but you have a right to buy it at some point in the future. And when I first started, I thought, well, 300,000 pounds. What if I can't get a mortgage for that? Half a million pound, 1 million pound. Like I don't have a crystal ball i don't i can't predict my future what if something happens and i'm not able to buy it that's the beautiful thing that you don't have to buy it you have a right to buy it not an obligation and also you can actually sell it with an estate agent which is what i've done with an uplift Yeah, yeah and benefit from that uplift if it's gone up a few hundred thousand pounds that's money that you will get a property that you never actually bought it's amazing love that
0: love that um Yeah, again, I think it's probably an under. It's not talked about as much as as other strategies. Is it? You know, the lease options, and I think that's probably you in agreement. It's it's probably because a lot of people don't understand them fully and kind of prejudge them. I think that's not going to work. Is is that kind of
1: fair? Fair comment about them. It is, and when I first started to learn that um Unfortunately, I thought the same thing. It oh, sounds good to be true. Well, yeah, I did too. I did um, too. You know, and and then I also from the mentors that I learned from at the time said, "Well, Lawrence, you can't do this in London. Why not?" Because they were all doing them up north, <laughs> in different parts of England. They said, "Well, in London, then people are more savvy." And you know, this is what they would tell me. I don't believe that. Yeah. um And well, you you just can't do it. I've never done a deal at all in London. And I thought, yeah, but but that's you. It's not me. So it's just having the right mindset it doesn't matter what anyone else tells you just believe in yourself um and and also sometimes not share kind of your your goals and dreams with others even loved ones i've had i've had you know my mother and my father um, tell me it can't be done or or i'm aiming too high so sometimes you just want to be careful who you share your dreams with even with with, with partners as well you know you don't
0: yeah to... I, I i agree with that for sure um you know the biggest, the, the quickest way to kill a big dream is to sell a tell a small-minded person, isn't it? And someone who doesn't know any different, yeah. and that's nothing against those people. They just don't know what what you're capable of or what else is out there because their limiting beliefs are here. Yeah, if you want to achieve this, they'll they don't think that's possible. But whatever you think is possible, there's people who have achieved more than that, yeah. so they can do it. You can do it too, right? Exactly. Um, now I love that. I think that's a great um, great point. Um, just last last couple of things so the show's called the Rags to riches show <clears throat> so what does being rich mean to you because you can be rich in loads of different areas of your life but what does being
1: rich mean to you? It's just having the freedom like I don't have an alarm clock <laughs> I wake up whenever I want to wake up few people um, have said that to us you know a few people have said that to
0: us I'm still getting up with the alarm sorry go on
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's just beautiful like I go to bed whenever I want you know sometimes I go to bed at, at you know, very early hours of the morning—five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten a.m. in the morning. Then I go to bed, and then I wake up. You know, when it's almost evening time or in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> and also, kind of like the health and, and the mindset as well. I think it's very important. It's it's much more than money. I think financially, um, although that really really helps. <laughs> um, but but it, it's just kind of having peace of mind, being content and happy with who you are. And it's taken me many, many years to look look in the mirror and um and still it's I'm a work in progress. But it's just um yeah having the freedom to to go do anything that you want and not having to look at the price of a menu or when you go shopping. Um, w- which is what I always used to do. <laughs> and and even in you know I remember taking my mum to, to a very very nice restaurant in London thing called Le Gavoche. I'm sorry I'm not saying it right probably um in Mayfair. Um, and, <laughs> by michelle rue um, that's his oh, restaurant. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah i've like. heard um, many many years and it's just stunning one of the best restaurants i've ever been to um, and, and you know when it's expensive because then they don't even have the prices on the menu <laughs> and and so my mother couldn't see the prices on the menu and she ordered all the most expensive things and then when the bill came she's like like oh i should have ordered something cheaper what why i'm paying don't worry about it So it's just, yeah, being able to treat the loved ones and people that you care about. And um, yeah, like if I want to go, like I have friends who call me and say, are you free today? Do you want to, you know, go to a park or something? And I can just do that and drop everything.
0: That's good. Yeah, man, it's all about freedom, isn't it? And doing what you want, because you only get one one go at this, don't you? So you might as you might as well so love that thank you Lawrence um so if anyone wants to reach out to you if anyone wants to follow you what is the best way are you on all social media what's the best way to reach out
1: yeah I am I mainly use Facebook so um find me at Lawrence Lamesh on Facebook um I've got like a private page and a business page I don't use that much so um the private one will probably be better um although I'm kind of, I think, reaching my limit, um, although I don't know most of the people on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, just that, probably that's the best route, I think. Okay, Facebook. Okay, cool. Well,
0: Lance, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your story and stuff today and appreciate your time. So
1: thanks a lot and have a nice rest of your day very welcome terry oh actually can i just say also for all your listeners yeah, of course as well, um i'm very happy um to actually give away a free copy of this book called how i bought three london properties for a football ticket so if you reach out to me and you say that you have um, heard me on your podcast um then i'll very happily give away a free copy of that book and also um i'm happy to give you a free 30 minute strategy call session to see maybe if i could help you in property or not it's totally free and um yeah um, I'd love to kind of offer that to people listening.
0: Right. No, thank you. No, that's, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm sure that uh, I wasn't. I didn't know you were going to do that. By the way, it wasn't a plug intentionally, but but no, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. I'm sure some people might take you up on that. So, so thanks a lot, Lawrence. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate your time again. Thank you, Terry. Thanks, mate.